Welcome to the Bank of Me podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance build strong cultures. Hosted by James Farrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a burst episode. I'm talking to Mark Sparrow, who is the Head of Technology and Delivery at Double Invest. It's a relatively new organisation that is looking to democratise investing and allow more people to share deal. But the reason I've asked you to join us today, Mark, is that it's far more than that. And I know that through talking with you before that there's more happening in share dealing than allowing more people to trade. And it seems to be that that if I now own something through shares, I also want to be much closer to the organisation and feel that my ownership means more than the figures on the shares. Can you chat to me about that thinking? Yeah, sure. And uh, hello, Chris. Uh, nice to be chatting to you today. Yeah, so Dabble's trying to bring uh, investing to the masses, really. Historically, people who trade shares uh, expect to use banks or uh, share dealing firms and the charges are high. And it's all about investing in companies. And uh, for example, companies who own certain products and brands, you don't necessarily link the two together. So what we're trying to do is to bring the idea of owning brands and affinity with brands and products into investing. So instead of investing in companies, you're investing in the brands and products uh, that you have an affinity with and that you know and love. Um, So that's what we're trying to do. And I know it's, it's early days for you, but just a little bit of future gazing. If if in the future what you're, you're talking about is a reality, let's say I buy 100 Tesco shares, what would that look like if I'm to be closer to the brand I own? Yeah, so Tesco is an interesting one because obviously a lot of people shop at Tesco's. So you as a person shop at Tesco's, you have uh, obviously an affinity with that brand, weekly shop of whatever it might be, £100, etc. Across the year, you're spending quite a lot of money with Tesco. So you obviously believe in Tesco. You think their products are good. So why not own a bit of the company? So um, if they do well, you do well, fine. But also because you shop with Tesco, perhaps you get shareholder benefits. So being part of uh, certain companies give you benefits to, to being part of those companies. So for Tesco, you might get a voucher once in a while to spend in Tesco, uh, or there may be a and other uh, incentive for for being there. So the idea then is that you're saving through your shares in Tesco, um, but you also own a bit of the company. So if the company's going up, it's almost a side a bit to the ownership process. And at the moment, I know this is something that you're working on, but is this a technology problem rather than an attitude problem? Is it something that companies such as yourselves are looking at how you can enable? Because I guess traditionally you would buy through a broker and then there's quite a remote interaction with your shares but now it's it's on my phone it's on my app they're there right in front of me is this where you're thinking with the technology that placing more in the fingers of people allows you to do more as well technology itself uh, is an enabler for sure um, it's not the sol- the one part of the solution but having an app in your hand uh, allows you to access it very quickly but the idea of trading in companies and brands is the idea being that if you've got um, a thousand shares available on the app, that could 
be many, many thousands of brands or products. Um, so you own the shares, maybe you buy shares in 10 different companies. We, through the app, would be able to work out which of those give you which benefits that you can then either uh, transfer straight through the phone for instant uh, point of sale uh, savings, for example, or there's another mechanism where maybe you get the uh, get them sent to you in another fashion. But ultimately, through the app, we'll be able to connect those things together. So technology is going to pave the way. But the reason I'm so interested in, in, in this as a concept is this idea about deeper ownership. Because we see it a lot in organisations where stronger ties with the, the organisation creates a stronger workforce and people are far more likely to support. But I guess the opposite is true, that with the ability to buy and sell shares, you can also campaign by doing that or react negatively to an organisation. Is that something that we may see more of in future where more people can buy and sell shares so more people can take more control as a collective of organisations? Yes, potentially that could happen. I mean, we're seeing it at the moment with uh, the likes of Unilever and their move abroad and uh, changing their head office location. And, yeah, a lot of shareholders don't like that and so are able to actually make their voice heard. So potentially in the future you may be staying in an ecosystem for a particular product or brand, so you you remain within that company. So you've not only bought shares in that company because you buy that particular product or brand or or have an affinity with it, but you then get some benefits back from that, so maybe shareholder benefits or money off vouchers or whatever other benefit that may be. Uh, That can go back into your bank account, which is then funneled back through to more investing, and so the whole thing works as as a circle, really, and it's sort of its own ecosystem and also as well it's not just its ownership of the brand but it seems to be as well there is a affinity with what the brand stands for particularly around environmental and ethical areas and is this something that's again we're seeing more and more people thinking about so rather than buying shares purely based on potential growth and returns that they're buying shares based on organizations that in their eyes are doing the right thing Yes, they are. And uh, I think there's more written about that every day. Um, The ethical side of things is much more important to people, uh, I think, than it ever has been. And uh, we want to allow people to see which companies are ethical, who are strongly ethical, who who aren't so good um, on that front, and allow them to make their choices based on that, based on the information available to them. So we have data coming in from all sorts of different areas for uh, the likes of news, uh, sentiment, how people are feeling about those businesses or those products, brands, and uh, an overall health of a company. Um, Also bringing in where they sit in the sort of uh, corporate social responsibility and ethical side of things uh, feeds into that. So the user will hopefully have as big a picture about that business as, as they can to make their decision to invest or not. How many people take, take a big brand? So Let's go stick with Tesco's. How many people, and this is a guesstimate, do you think own shares if, if we kind of got them into a room together? Are we talking hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands? In Tesco particularly? Yeah. Oh, very hard to say with Tesco particularly, but in terms of UK and number of people that invest in the UK, I think it's around about 1 million people do self-investing out of a potential 30-odd million okay. people that could. So there's a huge number of people that aren't involved. We are trying to help those people um, who want to be involved to see why they want to be involved, why they should be involved, and from there, hopefully, be able to actually benefit from it. So, people who are in their late teens, just you know, finishing university or at university, they know they should be doing something, but they don't really know how. Uh, costs and charges at the moment are very high, 
and that puts a lot of people off. Um, if you then add to that the fact that they really don't know what to buy um, or what to invest in, then that's a solution which we are trying to help them with. Um, so if you start investing in your late teens and keep that going, you're going to you're going to be much better off in your older years in terms of um, money saved. Starting to sound a little bit like money matters here, which is, <laughs> yeah, which is good advice, but perhaps yeah. a little bit late for me. But yeah. so we've got this population of a, of a million people, and unlike the large block shareholders, the pension funds, the investment funds, they have very little say individually. They don't have a block vote. But is this something again that technology could start to change and put more? voice and more say into the hands of the small shareholders. Yes, it's uh, quite quite likely that that will happen over time. Uh, at the moment, many people do hold shares in nominee accounts, so not getting too, um, too much with the jargon, but um, some of those nominee accounts don't offer shareholder benefits. Some do. Um, it's down to the particular broker that you're using to decide whether they want to offer that or not. Um, our intention is to offer as many of the shareholder benefits to, uh, to as many of the customers and uh, companies as we can. And taking that idea about the kind of the voting and and the benefits one step further, is it likely that we'll see organisations start to actively poll and include investors in decisions, particularly when we're talking about ethical decisions or organisations that have built strong morals? Is it possible and likely that they would start to talk directly to their small shareholders to get a view, to get a a finger in the wind of, of what their shareholders feel? It's possible, yes. The alternative is that investors decide that they're not as attached to those companies through their products, brands, all their ethics, um, all their, their desires to go forward in certain ways. And so they may then desert that brand in terms of their investment and move to something different. Um, it could go both ways. It's a tough one, but it could do. The technology will allow you to do many more things along those lines. And hopefully the boardroom will be more open to what its shareholders want rather than ignoring them, which happens in a lot of cases. And people want to be involved in companies where they feel they actually have uh, have some involvement or affinity or, or feel that they're a positive company. And just to finish off, uh, one of the things that we're constantly asked about is the effectiveness of employee share schemes. And depending on who you talk to, there's a massive spectrum of either they're seen as golden handcuffs that hold you in an organisation that you don't want to be in, or they're seen as a strong differentiator for for that organisation and, and feeling like you own it. What, what are we seeing in that area in terms of employee share schemes? Because we heard from WestJet how the biggest group ownership of their shares is their employees. So clearly a big thing for them, but... Again, I guess it's a passive thing. What's your thoughts? Um, I think anything that allows employees to be more engaged in the business they're working in is a good thing. Often said that if I'm working in a company where I feel I have uh, more ownership of it, either through shares or just through my desire to make it succeed, I'm more conscious about how I'm doing certain things. Am I spending the money over there correctly? If it's you know it is my money, would I spend that? Maybe not. So if why should I spend somebody else's money? So. I suppose in a roundabout way I'm saying if you're an employee and you have some kind of ownership of the business, however small, then you've got an extra reason to forward that business, which theoretically should help that business go forwards. One of my favourite stories around share ownership is, or was, Stackis Hotels. And each of their employees had shares. But quite regularly they would ask them if they knew how much they were worth. 
and they had no idea. But they were a massive source of pride that these people would regularly tell friends and family they owned the company. But the value was secondary to the, the fact that they, they kind of got more than just a pay packet in there. Mark Sparrow, thank you very much for your time. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.thecultureBuilders.com. Thank you.